Section 40 of Gray's Anatomy, Part 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Eric Hale. Anatomy of the Human Body, Part 3, by Henry Gray. The Veins of the Lower Extremity, Abdomen, and Pelvis, Part 1. The Veins of the Abdomen and Pelvis The veins of the lower extremity are subdivided, like those of the upper, into two sets, superficial and deep. The superficial veins are placed beneath the integument between the two layers of superficial fascia. The deep veins accompany the arteries. Both sets of veins are provided with valves, which are more numerous in the deep than in the superficial set. Valves are also more numerous in the veins of the lower than in those of the upper limb. The superficial veins of the lower extremity. The superficial veins of the lower extremity are the great and small saphenous veins and their tributaries. On the dorsum of the foot, the dorsal digital veins receive, in the clefts between the toes, the intercapitular veins from the plantar cutaneous venous arch and joined to form short common digital veins, which unite across the distal ends of the metatarsal bones in a dorsal venous arch. Proximal to this arch is an irregular venous network, which receives tributaries from the deep veins, and is joined to the sides of the foot by a medial and a lateral marginal vein, formed mainly by the union of branches from the superficial parts of the sole of the foot. On the sole of the foot, the superficial veins form a plantar cutaneous venous arch, which extends across the roots of the toes, and opens at the sides of the foot into the medial and lateral marginal veins. Proximal to this arch is a plantar cutaneous venous network, which is especially dense in the fat beneath the heel. This network communicates with the cutaneous venous arch and with the deep veins, but is chiefly drained into the medial and lateral marginal veins. The great saphenous vein, the longest vein in the body, begins in the medial marginal vein of the dorsum of the foot and ends in the femoral vein about three centimeters below the inguinal ligament. It ascends in front of the tibiomalleolus and along the medial side of the leg in relation with the saphenous nerve. It runs upward behind the medial condyles of the tibia and femur and along the medial side of the thigh and, passing through the fossa ovalis, ends in the femoral vein. Tributaries. At the ankle, it receives branches from the sole of the foot through the medial marginal vein. In the leg, it anastomoses freely with the small saphenous vein, communicates with the anterior and posterior tibial veins, and receives many cutaneous veins. In the thigh, it communicates with the femoral vein and receives numerous tributaries. Those from the medial and posterior parts of the thigh frequently unite to form a large accessory saphenous vein, which joins the main vein at a variable level. Near the fossa ovalis, it is joined by the superficial epigastric, superficial iliac circumflex, and superficial external pudendal veins. A vein, named the thoracoepigastric, runs along the lateral aspect of the trunk between the superficial epigastric vein below and the lateral thoracic vein above, and establishes an important communication between the femoral and axillary veins. 
The valves in the great saphenous vein vary from ten to twenty in number. They are more numerous in the leg than in the thigh. The small saphenous vein begins behind the lateral malleolus as a continuation of the lateral marginal vein. It first ascends along the lateral margin of the tendocalcaneus and then crosses it to reach the middle of the back of the leg. Running directly upward, it perforates the deep fascia in the lower part of the popliteal fossa and ends in the popliteal vein between the heads of the gastrocnemius. It communicates with the deep veins on the dorsum of the foot and receives numerous large tributaries from the back of the leg. Before it pierces the deep fascia, it gives off a branch which runs upward and forward to join the great saphenous vein. The small saphenous vein possesses from nine to twelve valves, one of which is always found near its termination in the popliteal vein. In the lower third of the leg, the small saphenous vein is in close relation with the sural nerve, in the upper two-thirds with the medial sural cutaneous nerve. The Deep Veins of the Lower Extremity The deep veins of the lower extremity accompany the arteries and their branches. They possess numerous valves. The plantar digital veins arise from plexuses on the plantar surfaces of the digits and, after sending intercapitular veins to join the dorsal digital veins, unite to form four metatarsal veins. These run backward in the metatarsal spaces, communicate by means of perforating veins with the veins on the dorsum of the foot, and unite to form the deep plantar venous arch, which lies alongside the plantar arterial arch. From the deep plantar venous arch, the medial and lateral plantar veins run backward close to the corresponding arteries, and, after communicating with the great and small saphenous veins, unite behind the medial malleolus to form the posterior tibial veins. The posterior tibial veins accompany the posterior tibial artery and are joined by the perineal veins. The anterior tibial veins are the upward continuation of the venae comitantis of the dorsalis pedis artery. They leave the front of the leg by passing between the tibia and fibula over the interosseous membrane and unite with the posterior tibial to form the popliteal vein. The popliteal vein is formed by the junction of the anterior and posterior tibial veins at the lower border of the popliteus. It ascends through the popliteal fossa to the aperture in the adductor magnus, where it becomes the femoral vein. In the lower part of its course it is placed medial to the artery. Between the heads of the gastrocnemius it is superficial to that vessel, but above the knee joint it is close to its lateral side. It receives tributaries corresponding to the branches of the popliteal artery, and it also receives the small saphenous vein. The valves in the popliteal vein are usually four in number. The femoral vein accompanies the femoral artery through the upper two-thirds of the thigh. In the lower part of its course, it lies lateral to the artery. Higher up, it is behind it. And at the inguinal ligament, it lies on its medial side and on the same plane. It receives numerous muscular tributaries, and about four centimeters below the inguinal ligament, is joined by the V profunda femoris. Near its termination, it is joined by the great saphenous vein. The valves in the femoral vein are three in number.
the deep femoral vein receives tributaries corresponding to the perforating branches of the profunda artery, and, through these, establishes communications with the popliteal vein below and the inferior gluteal vein above. It also receives the medial and lateral femoral circumflex veins. The external iliac vein, the upward continuation of the femoral vein, begins behind the inguinal ligament, and, passing upward along the brim of the lesser pelvis, ends opposite the sacroiliac articulation, by uniting with the hypogastric vein to form the common iliac vein. On the right side, it lies at first medial to the artery, but, as it passes upward, gradually inclines behind it. On the left side, it lies altogether on the medial side of the artery. It frequently contains one, sometimes two, valves. Tributaries The external iliac vein receives the inferior epigastric, deep iliac circumflex, and pubic veins. The inferior epigastric vein is formed by the union of the venae comitantis of the inferior epigastric artery, which communicate above with the superior epigastric vein. It joins the external iliac about 1.25 centimeters above the inguinal ligament. The deep iliac circumflex vein is formed by the union of the venae comitantis of the deep iliac circumflex artery and joins the external iliac vein about 2 centimeters above the inguinal ligament. The pubic vein communicates with the obturator vein in the obturator foramen and ascends on the back of the pubis to the external iliac vein. The hypogastric vein begins near the upper part of the greater sciatic foramen, passes upward behind and slightly medial to the hypogastric artery, and, at the brim of the pelvis, joins with the external iliac to form the common iliac vein. Tributaries With the exception of the fetal umbilical vein, which passes upward, and backward from the umbilicus to the liver, and the iliolumbar vein, which usually joins the common iliac vein, their tributaries of the hypogastric vein correspond with the branches of the hypogastric artery. It receives A, the gluteal, internal, pudendal, and obturator veins, which have their origins outside the pelvis, B, the lateral sacral veins, which lie in front of the sacrum, and C, the middle hemorrhoidal, vesicle, uterine, and vaginal veins, which originate in venous plexuses connected with the pelvis viscera. The superior gluteal veins are venae comitantis of the superior gluteal artery. They receive tributaries from the buttock corresponding with the branches of the artery, and enter the pelvis through the greater sciatic foramen, above the piriformis, and frequently unite before ending in the hypogastric vein. The inferior gluteal veins, or venae comitantis of the inferior gluteal artery, begin on the upper part of the back of the thigh, where they anastomose with the medial femoral circumflex and first perforating veins. They enter the pelvis through the lower part of the greater sciatic foramen and join to form a single stem which opens into the lower part of the hypogastric vein. The internal pudendal veins are the venae comitantis of the internal pudendal artery. They begin in the deep veins of the penis, which issue from the corpus cavernosum penis, 
accompany the internal pudendal artery, and unite to form a single vessel, which ends in the hypogastric vein. They receive the veins from the urethral bulb, and the perineal and inferior hemorrhoidal veins. Deep dorsal vein of the penis communicates with the internal pudendal veins, but ends mainly in the pudendal plexus. The obturator vein begins at the upper portion of the adductor region of the thigh, and enters the pelvis through the upper part of the obturator foramen. It runs backward and upward on the lateral wall of the pelvis below the obturator artery, and then passes between the ureter and the hypogastric artery to end in the hypogastric vein. The lateral sacral veins accompany the lateral sacral arteries on the anterior surface of the sacrum and end in the hypogastric vein. The middle hemorrhoidal vein takes origin in the hemorrhoidal plexus and receives tributaries from the bladder, prostate, and seminal vesicle. It runs lateralward on the pelvic surface of the levator ani to end in the hypogastric vein. End of section 40. Recording by Eric Hale.